and uh, I had the picture this week of the the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit standing together, and each one of us is right in the middle of that. We are so intimate with the Father, and I think that's one of the biggest problems we have as as believers. Um, Danny Silk's book was real good because it, it talked a lot of intimacy and relationships and I think a lot of the church today is very scared of a relationship with the Father. I think they're hesitant to open themselves up, you know. You don't open yourself up to each other, even husband and wife or family members, let alone your creator who knows everything about you and you live a life sometimes that he doesn't even know who you are. But Terry <clears throat> went from those uh, discussions about being in the Father's mind and in his heart. And last week I was going to uh, teach on three or four more of the benefits. And as, as I contemplated and thought, and I really got it down to salvation. Because that is the biggest benefit. That changes everything in your relationship with the Father. Um, I I did several teachings on body, soul, and spirit, and I and I used chairs to represent body, soul, and spirit. And before you know the before you know the Father, before you've uh, had your life redeemed, your your spirit chair is just laying over on the side. It's it's there. It's part of you, but it does not function. And in salvation, that chair comes alive. And that's where you should sit. And the whole thing that we're doing now, as I talk through these things today, you'll go, I, I know that. I've heard of that before. But the problem is, if you actually know all these things, why is your relationship sometimes so shallow with the Father? And all these things, you know, I, I relate to myself. This this week is, you know, Terry texted me and said, have you had any revelation? And the biggest revelation I had this week was just how much he loves me. You know, and you say those things all the time, you know, and sing those songs and stuff. But does it get down into you? And as you, as you say, well, yes, I know, you know, I'm going to talk about um, your sins are forgiven and, you know, the Father loves you and he's not angry with you. But the problem is they're all up here. They're in your soul or your body, whatever you want to call it, because it's not in your spirit. And the absolute joy of knowing these things transforms your life, not only on the inside, but you can't, as the prophet says, you leak. You can't help but leak these things. People will come up and look at you and go, what's different about you? Or you'll run into circumstances that you would have never thought you would have appreciated before. 
And once you realize the that the not being under the law that I'm I'm just with my daddy. I'm just with him. And I I really I really want to stress that you take take these things in and don't take them lightly because they are very very important. It, it, the way to get out of the body, soul, and spirit, the way to get out of the body and soul is to transform your mind. Transforming your mind is actually believing what the Father says. And that's why we're going over basic things. It seems like, you know, I've been a Christian. I know, you know, I was, I was, my sins were forgiven. Well, do you really know that? You know, do you know everybody's sins were forgiven? You know, did do you understand that as you know as I said in the in the beginning, that each one of you were standing there in the presence of the Father, you were in His thoughts and He loved you dearly. That Osama bin Laden was standing there at one time too, and Adolf Hitler was standing there at one time too, and these people in France were standing there. And the Father loved them just as much as he loved you. And you make this choice of walking through this life to say, I want your love or I don't want your love. And you realize it's an absolute gift. Because there's, there's not a thing you can do to earn it. And, and as, as we go over these things, you, you realize there's no way you can earn it. How, how can I earn my position back into the midst of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How can I have somebody talk to me like that? How can I have a relationship with God who, when I when I would grew up, you know, well, yeah, you're out there. Um, they made some movies about you. You know, Charlton Heston played a few parts, and, you know, and gee whiz, that was, that was good but not have the understanding and not to be a person who just, as, as you said, I always read the Bible. I, you know, I studied the, I read the Bible. I don't see it. Oh, that's right. That's right. You got all the head knowledge, but you have nothing here. And it, it is, it is his passion for you that he loves you so dearly, you know, and that, it's hard for you to get over your pride to think, well, you know, I could just do a little bit more for him. There's nothing you can do for him that he would improve your position with him. So, with that said, I'm going to talk about some benefits in the benefits package. And and first, one of the things... uh, uh, as we were, uh, as I was studying this and, and watching some videos, um, you've always heard in church that you know the pastor would say to you, "You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the country. You're blessed in your coming in. You're blessed in your going out. You're blessed in your fields." And you go, "Oh yeah, okay." But you know, the, that's actually true. And that's Old Testament. That's before the cross. 
So as, as, as you get into this Old Testament, New Testament, the law and grace, you go and, and, you, and you find out, and it's in Galatians 3.29, See, because when you read it in in the uh, in Deuteronomy, when you read those verses, you you read them, and it says you've got to do, if you do all these things. Well, that means if you obey all the laws. That is never discussed in a church. You know, if you're told you have these blessings, in the old test, if it's in the Old Testament understanding, you get all those things if you do all the right things. You get all the blessings. But in if I would go to Galatians, I would probably be able to read it. Somebody have that? Galatians 3.29? And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So you are, you are an heir according to the promise that God gave Abraham. That, that's your benefit. That's one of your benefits. And that comes automatically because you're in Christ and, and God lives in you. And it's, it's not because you've obeyed all the laws, because there's nobody in here that has obeyed all the laws. You have not followed all the Mosaic laws. And so, but you get all the benefits. But the nice thing about it, you know, if you, if you go on and you read in Deuteronomy, it's, and then they talk about it in, the blessings are in verses 3 through 13. But, 15 through 68 are the curses. If you don't do all these things, if you do not follow all his commandments, well, those are done away with at the cross. So one of the benefits we have is Abraham's promises that that he had. And the thing you have to understand is that we get these because Jesus is our obedience. He is the one we have hidden ourselves in. He is the one who has done everything for us. So we take on his righteousness. We take on his obedience. And we, and we get these gifts. So we get all these Abrahamic um, benefits. As you move into, into the New Testament, there's, you know, one of the things that came up was... Uh, one of the main benefits is God has forgiven all your sins. And sometimes we take that as, okay, but how many of you today or last week thought about some of your sins in the past? Dwelled upon them, thought about them, were sin conscious. There's... They don't exist anymore. You know, because he has redeemed us from, or forgiven all our sins. And when you read that in Romans 3.23, and I think that's where I was before. Sure, I brought my large print Bible here in the light. It says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And... I don't know how many times you hear these things, and that's where people stop. You, you've all sinned. You've fallen short of the glory of God. But if you go on and read the next verse, it says, 
and are justified freely by grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. You know, you've, you've seen those billboards. The wages of sin are death. The wages of sin are death. Well, there's some verses after that. But the, they never get taught. You, you, get, you get the poke in the eye, but you don't get the hug. And that is, that is one of the things that the Father says. Because, you know, I don't... I've, I've experienced in my life times where people say, you need to repent, you need to repent, you need to repent, you need to repent. Oh, if you don't repent. And, and sit down and you see these people at the altar going, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, I did this. Uh, and do you think anything you sinned about today Surprise the father. No. Do you think any sin that you committed today hadn't already been forgiven? Everything has already been forgiven. Everything in the past, everything in the future. Repenting is more for your your mental understanding. Because it's like when your child comes to you and goes, Dad, I'm sorry. I know you are. Okay, I love you. Didn't change the way the father already dealt with it. He already loved you. He already forgave you. But it, it's something internally that you're trying to justify that if I do this before the father, I, I, I get off. That's not true. You're already forgiven. You're, you're sin conscious. And if, if you're really sin conscious and if, if you're going through a, a lot of, let's say there, there's times when you just go, oh, if I had only done this or if I have only done that. Um, you know, if I hadn't done this, I wouldn't have, you know, this wouldn't have happened. You're conscious of your sin. Your sin does not exist. I had a conversation just before I left Pure Heart. And I said, you know, I am not a sinner. And nobody in the class that I was teaching agreed with me. Everybody thought I was a sinner. I said, no, I'm not. All my sins are already forgiven. I am, I'm, I'm fresh. I am new. I am whole. And it, and it came because the Father loved me and knew me and lives in me. And he keeps saying, Greg, Greg, you're my son who I love and I'm well pleased with. And that is one of the big things that Terry and I found, you know, dealing with in the healing rooms is if you get somebody a father's blessing, they don't understand that. To have, I've had people that I've, you know, whether right or wrong, said, okay, repeat after me. I am God's son that he loves and he is well pleased with. They can say I'm his son. They may say, I am loved. But to say, I am well pleased with, struggle with it greatly. And that's because they're conscious of their sin. Well, you've got to realize your sin does not exist anymore. Because it has already been forgiven. It has already been taken away. 
and the nice thing, it doesn't exist anymore because the second benefit is God doesn't remember your sin. You know, if you go to Hebrews 8.12, somebody go there and read that. Hebrews 8.12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Okay. So we, we are justified. And justified means just as if I didn't sin. And that's where, we, that's where we've got to learn to live. And if you keep going back to your, your sins and going, oh, I remember when I did that, that. And that's not really the worst thing. The worst thing is going, I remember when they did that. I remember when they said that to me. And we all do that. We, we, you know, we don't want our sins to be forgiven and remembered no more, but we sure like to remember other people's sins. You know, and boy, we can make it sound good when we talk about it. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like gossip. Well, let's all pray for Sister Mary. Because Sister Mary was seen with Elder Bob at a restaurant having dinner. You know, that's that's not where you're supposed to be going. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. So not only are our sins all forgiven, but they're remembered no more because we are justified. You know, if you would go to the Father and say, you know, I... I remember, he goes, what? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And as I, as I have grown more and more in the Lord, and, and the Lord knows I have a long way to go, there is no sting for my sins. You know, because I didn't come to the Lord till I was older uh, in my life. So I, you know, I, I always consider myself a very good Philistine when I, before I really got to know the Lord and understand what he was saying. So God not only forgives your sins, but he does not remember your sins. You are justified. The third benefit I want to talk about briefly here is God is never going to be angry with you. He's never, ever going to be angry with you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, he says, I know the plans I have for you. You know, he's going to do good by you. He's going to do good by you. I remember when I when I was growing up <clears throat> I was I was conscious of God because I kept make trying to make deals if I if I do do this or I don't do that can I have this <laughs> And I mean it w- it was continual you know I played sports I said father if I don't do this can I win this game you know if and that's the way I learned, you know. You you barter your way up. You work your way up. But the Father 
is not angry with you. He is not waiting for you to make a mistake to slap you down. Um, I had an experience with, uh, I have four children. Uh, My oldest son, who is 36 now, one time came to me and uh, this, this is one of the times that, you know, God's, has spoken to me where I I heard him. But my son came to me and said, Dad, I'm really sorry that I did that. And I said, Matthew, I know you're sorry, but when are you going to stop doing that? And that's when the Holy Spirit says, Greg, how many times have I forgiven you for the same thing you've done over and over again? Had to go to my son and apologize. He didn't understand. He was only probably 10 or 12. But God burned that into my my, my spirit. You know, he's already forgiven me a thousand times for doing the same thing over and over again. He's not surprised by my sin. And that's that is one of the the things that's so hard for the church to understand about grace is grace doesn't allow me to sin more because I know he's going to forgive me and he's already there. It, it makes me, oh, I don't, want, I don't want this anymore. I don't want you. See, when somebody's good to you, you want that relationship back. You want that loving kindness all the time. My wife and I, have, through our lives, have had a number of dogs, and you, and you know, if if you beat a dog, <clears throat> you get to a point where if you raise your hand, the dog will cower. But see, my dog always runs to the door as soon as I come home, jumps at, at me, wants to lick my face. You know, there's there's absolutely no fear in that dog with me. That's the way we should be with our father. Not that we want to lick his face. You can kiss his face. But to get into his presence and jump up in his lap and say, I just love you. He says, I have always loved you. I have always known you. I've always adored you. I'm glad you understand who I am. And that's when you get back into the Father's blessing and, and and you talk to these people and you try to... And I've had more people just break under giving them a Father's blessing. Because they have never had anyone tell them how unconditional his love is for them. And that's what grace is. There's nothing you can do to earn it, and there's nothing you can do to lose it. But no, you, you have to repent. You have you got you to read three chapters tonight before you go to sleep. Or you'll have bad dreams. Or he'll, or he'll do something to you. <clears throat> I had a lady one time in one of, another church I was in, and I was, I was one of these like, care group leaders, or you know what I mean. And she came up to me all worried. She goes, why is God so angry with me? I said, why? She said, I, was, I said something mean to my daughter. And so he had a semi run me off the road on the highway as I was getting on and I go you don't know the same God I know 
And that's before I learned anything about grace. But there's people to think, you know, if I do something wrong, God's just standing, you know, if I walk around the corner, he's got a two by four and he's going to hit me with it. No, you've got somebody that when you turn the corner is going to take you and hold you and love you and say, I have always loved you. I will never be angry with you. I will always be there for you. One of the verses <clears throat> that's close to me is, is because of part of my experience in life is, though your mother and father reject you, I will never reject you. The father will never reject you. He, he is there. He is there to hold you. So he's never angry with you. <clears throat> Somebody go to Colossians one twelve and read that for me. This is the, the fourth benefit I'm going to talk about. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You are qualified to, to participate in everything. Have you ever been in a phys ed class and been the last one chosen? The Father always picks you first because you're his favorite. You're always qualified for everything. You, you, don't, you don't have to have the best batting average. You don't have to have the highest scores in class. You don't have to have, you know read and memorized more verses than any other kid in in your Sunday school class, you already qualify. You qualify for everything. You're there. You're his. He is in you. He lives in you. He he speaks through you. He, He loves the world through you. And you love him. You are qualified. No, there's not a thing you can do to qualify yourself. You are qualified. You don't have to go on a debate stage and or talk bad about somebody or in, in the corporate world to stand on somebody and push them down to make yourself look better. We've all done it. We all try to make ourselves look better. But you can't look any better to the Father than you do right now. He is he is so in love with you. He is so passionate about you. And the trouble is we we keep trying to to do it up here and it's in rest that you find him. I don't have to do that. I don't have to earn his love. I don't have to get good grades. I don't have to run the fastest mile. I, you know, I don't have to be the doctor. I don't have to marry into money. I don't care what it is. We've, we've all had those things put on us. You know, but if you would only. No, there is no but if you would only. You already qualify for everything that the Father has. It is yours. And if you don't want to accept it, and if you want to struggle with that, go ahead. That's your choice. See, a gift is given. And you know how hard. You, you've tried to give a gift to somebody, and they try to 
Oh, no, no, I, I don't, you know, I don't deserve it. Oh, no, no. You know, they try not to deserve it. They deserve it. A gift is given. You need to learn to receive. It's hard for us to receive because we think we have to do something to earn it. If somebody just simply comes and loves you, you wonder what their motivation is. What do they want? What what do you want out of this? See, I know early in my my wife isn't here, so honey, and I know you won't listen to this, so I can talk about her. <clears throat> there are times, you know, I would go up to her and tell her I love her and put my arm around her and it's what do you want? Nothing. No, there's got to be a motivation behind this. Or if you give you a gift, what did you give this to me for? Because I love you. Oh. Okay. You know? So, the Father has qualified you for everything that he has. Everything that he has is yours. Learn to receive it. Learn to receive it. You know, it's... I can't remember who I heard teach this. A lot of times when you minister, um, a lot of... I think it was Bill Johnson. People come... What a message. That was fantastic. That was just great. You know? And the first thing, oh, well, you know, that was just God. That was just God. That is so false. <laughs> because you know, you know in your heart you're going, yeah, I was good. I, I, I really nailed that one. You give a good prophecy and you, and you really, and, you, and the first thing you know, you find your, your head starting to swell a little bit. Bill Johnson said what you need to do is, no, no, just say thank you. And when you get back and alone with the Father, just say, you did good tonight, Dad. You did good tonight, Dad. Because being qualified allows you to be in the position to be used. And I'll, I'll tell you, there there is no way if you had seen me 25 years ago, Gosh, no, 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago. <laughs> I, would have, I would have never. I would have never taught anybody. You know, I've even talked to Terry about who wants to listen to Greg talk? What do I have to say? You know, and sometimes I don't have anything to say. But sometimes God has something he wants somebody to hear. And he says, Greg, I want you to say it. I qualify. I get all of his benefits. I get I get to be used by him. And it's just to say thank you, Father, for qualifying me for all your benefits, for everything you have. The last benefit I want to talk about is Jesus takes hold and never lets go. Somebody turn to Philippians 3.12 and somebody to Jude 1.24. Not that I have already attained, 
or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ also lay hold of me. Okay. It's it's in the verse it says, take hold of the things that Jesus has already taken hold of for us. He, he He's already taken hold of these things. And he says, here, this is mine. I'm never going to let you go. Take hold of it. Anybody have Jude one twenty four? Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Boy. Yeah. That's good. And I know I, I've been I've been I was I remember one in a church, they would just close with that every every week. Didn't nobody ever explained it, didn't know what it meant. But he's taken hold of me. I'm seated with him in heavenly realms. I'm I'm right there with him. What a joy. And when you get these things and after your 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 spirit has come alive and you start renewing your mind and you start thinking of these things, that's what's so shocking. You know, you, you mentioned that gee, why doesn't everybody grasp that? Because they haven't renewed their mind totally. We're all in the process of renewing our mind. We're in the process of understanding exactly what the Father wanted. Because, see, Jesus in in John 17, he talks about, Father, I pray that I I am in you and you are in me and that they would all be one, is a terrible paraphrase. But you, but you know what I'm saying. Jesus is in the Father. The Father is in Jesus, and we are in them. That's where Jesus wanted us to be. I think that's John seventeen twenty one. See, once you've learned that's where you are, you don't struggle with things. You don't you don't struggle with sin. You don't you don't struggle with thoughts. You learn to rest. You learn to rest in the Father. You learn to rest in his promises. You learn to rest in what he said about you. And these are all benefits of grace. Because not one of these things you earned. I remember when I was, when I was a kid, we, it was always amazing. You know, we put up the Christmas tree and there'd be a couple things under the tree. But when we came down the next morning... It's like they multiplied. <laughs> they were all my gifts. But see, the Father in his word gives you all these gifts, and they're irrevocable. He's not going to take them back. And every one of your gifts work. They're the right size. They have the right pieces. They're the right color. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Batteries not included. You don't even need batteries. There's power in there that you don't even know about. And they're all yours. These are all benefits that the Father has given us. And we have to learn to use the benefits that the Father has given us. And when we start walking a life, I mean, your day-to-day. This week has been amazing for me. Not that anything went super well in the natural 
But it was just, it was just, I love you, Father. This is good. Yeah, I like being out here in the weather with the wind blowing, you know, 40 miles an hour and 38 degrees. I love this job, you know? <laughs> but I just, it, it didn't matter the external things. Internally, I was, I was just a happy little clam. I was I was in his I was in his realm. And I I would go to bed and I'd thank you, Father. I'd wake up, thank you, Father. This is good. I understand more. I understand what you want from me. One of download. One one of I've only heard the audible voice of the Lord a couple times. I told you of one of them. One of them was when I was a brand new Christian. And uh, circumstances weren't always the best in my house. <clears throat> and this was after I was married. I had kids. My dad was living with us. And uh, I don't know what happened. All I remember is I, I went into the bedroom. The lights were off. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big prayer I'm a more of a thank you, Father, for doing that. You know what I, you know I already need. I don't beg you for anything. You know, if if you call me and ask me for healing, I say, well, thank you, Father, for your healing of brother so and so or sister so and so. That's a that's a wonderful gift you've already given them. Let it manifest. But I went in and I got down on my knees. You know, I was I was doing the good duty stuff, and I said, Father, what do you want? And, I mean, just like that, he said, just love me. And I'm, I mean, it was like a ticker tape that went through my brain. He said, just love me. He didn't say, you know, learn the, all the books of the Bible. He didn't say, do this, do that. He didn't give me a list of do's and don'ts. He gave me no law. He gave me the perfect to love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your spirit. I still haven't learned it all. <laughs> but that's that's just some of the benefits that you, you have. Those are some of the things you need to think about. You need to sila on during the week. And how do you handle them? Do you receive gifts well? You've been forgiven much. How about uh, the woman who, you know, says, you know, that has been forgiven much, loves much? Well, I should love tremendously because I've been forgiven so much. And I need to extend that to other people. When my sins aren't remembered, I can't remember other people's sins. I can't bring those up. I can't manipulate. Because all my sins are forgiven and I'm in his presence. I'm in his thoughts every day. He thinks about me all the time. And when I find myself thinking about him all the time, I just, I am blessed. Because it changes my world. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about me. It doesn't that matter what anybody says. I'm in my own little world. Yes, Father, I love you.
I don't care what, what the guy driving next to me does to me, what gestures he gives to me on the highway. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care that, you know, I come home and my wife crabs at me. I just say, what's wrong, hon? You know, I don't, I don't care about circumstance. It, and it's not that I don't care. It's just, I know they're all taken care of because he's already promised those things to me. And those are some of my benefits. And those are some of your benefits. Just contemplate on them. You know you have all those things already, but just think about them. Hold them in your heart. See what he has to say to you. He may say, just love me. It's not the easiest thing to do, but it is the easiest thing to do. So, I am finished.